Welcome to a special edition of the Club Leadership Podcast with Jim Weidman, the original podcast for next gen and Kidman leaders. On this episode, Jim is sharing one of the club classics. Now, here's Jim. The ministry was never created or was never intended to be done all by yourself. Jesus had the Spirit of God without measure. He was the original body of Christ. And you know what? The very first thing he did when he started his earthly ministries, he recruited help. Now, if Jesus needed help, you and I need truckloads of it. And I want you to understand that the reason why he recruited help was not because he needed it, uh, because he couldn't do what he needed to do on his own strength and power, but I want you to to see that he knew that that there was no way that the gospel could continue without others putting into others, putting into others, putting into others. And uh, that's the same thing that's true in our ministry. This month, we're going to continue talking about people, and I'm going to be talking about some relationships uh, that really matter. I believe with all my heart that, uh, you know, it's who you know that counts. And so we're going to talk about eight different relationships that determine the quality of your leadership. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you for these wonderful folks. We thank you for all that you're doing in their lives and their ministry. This month, I ask you to give me utterance to teach and minister accurately and clearly. If every good thing that happens, we'll give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I've heard this my entire life. It's not just what you know, but it's who you know that counts. And I've found that the ministry is all about relationships. You know, Jesus told us to go and make disciples of all nations. Do you know you cannot make a disciple without relationships? Relationships and discipling means that you... uh, the discipler has to spend time with a disciplee. And uh, it's important that uh, we understand that people, God has placed people on this earth, and you better like them because, you know what, if they are a Christ follower, you're going to spend eternity with them. And I love meeting the people that I'm going to be in heaven with. But it's even more building deep, lasting relationships with people that I've found that last forever. You know, the lowest form of leadership, and I've told you this a million times, but I'm going to tell you again, it's positional leadership. Someone that says, follow me because I'm in charge. I've got a title. And I want you to see that people don't care what your title is. They don't care what you've done at another church. You know, I was at one church for 17 years, and when I moved here, the people that I was leading, they didn't care what I had done in the past. All they wanted to know is what was I going to do for them. And so I want you to see something. You can't lead by positional leadership. You have to lead by relationship as well. People have to see that you are good for the organization. And so with that in mind, I want to give you eight relationships that I believe will determine the quality of your leadership, okay? The first person that you ought to know and what will, the relationship that, that really qualifies everything you do is how we know God. 
It's important that you know God. You know, I ask kids this question on a regular basis, and I think it's a good question to ask adults as well. But has there ever been a time in your life when you were closer to the Lord than when you are right now? If the answer is yes, you're the only one that can do something about that. And so I encourage you to do something about that and draw close to the Lord and repent, do whatever you need to do. But you're the only one that can make your relationship with God uh, what it needs to do, uh, what it needs to be, and you're the only one that can do what you need to do to make that relationship what it needs to be. Now, it's important that you make time daily for the Lord. You know, I teach when I teach time management. If you don't have my book, um, Beat the Clock, that's a great one. You ought to get it. Uh, but one of the things that we talk about is appointments. And one of the things that I do on a regular basis, because Jesus is my first priority, I make appointments to spend time with God. I think it's also important that you go to church, not just, um, you know, to go in there uh, to be a leader or to, uh, when you're speaking. But I think it's important that we worship and not just work. If the person in charge of the ministry doesn't go to church, those that you try to recruit, they're going to say, man, if I say yes, I'll never get to go to church either. And one of the best things you can do is work on your relationship with God. Why? Because you know what? Ministry is like a checkbook. You cannot minister out of um a deficit. You must minister out of overflow. So we make spiritual deposits and then we minister from that. The second relationship that I believe that is so important is you've got to know your family. You know what? My relationship with my family is my greatest sermon and it's opened the doors for a lot of different things in my life. And I believe I agree with uh, what my friend Reggie Joyner and all the orange folks, I, I'm just as orange as I can be for an Alabama guy. But this is what I know. What happens at home is more important than what happens at church. What happens at church is important. But man, what happens at home makes a difference. You know, I don't know any teacher that won't tell you that the kids that get help at home have an advantage over those that don't. It's the same thing when you're working on the things of God. And it's important that before any other relationship, if you're married, you need to adore your spouse. Whatever you did to win their affection, that's what you need to do to keep it. Go on dates on a regular basis. Make family time a priority. When I am off, I want to make that day special. I don't want my family to say, oh, dear God, Jim's off. Uh, again, give your family quality and quantity time. Give them as much time as you possibly can and make it as great as you can make it. It's also important that you know yourself. You know, there's a natural lens that everyone that I know in life looks through. There's a lot of different tests, the Love Languages test by Fred and Anna Kendall. Uh, there's also one of the ones that I use. It's on my website. You can go to jimwideman.com, look in the store. There's a special price on the Path Element Profile, the PEP by Laurie Beth Jones. You can just uh, go ahead and order that, and it'll help you to understand uh, some things. It's one of the simplest uh, ones that I have ever used. Uh, I love it because uh, it kind of breaks down how we look at life through 
the elements. Earth folks, pretty predictable. Uh, they're folks that love order and organization. Fire folks, uh, pretty high strung, want it now. They want, they're very results driven. Wind folks uh, want a lot of attention. They're powerful and, and love to speak and love to talk, love to have fun. Water folks care about the needs of others and uh, can go in many forms to meet the needs of others. Uh, but all of us have these elements in our life. And uh, I want you to understand that not only do all of us have these elements, we have different intensities. And we have some of those, like mine, I'm my own opposite. I am wind earth. And that means I'm organized fun. There's less than 4% of the population that have that kind of element. But again, this is a great thing to understand the lens that you look at life through before you apply the Word of God to your life. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? One of the tools that we've made available to help you identify things because you know what? Uh, anything that you don't evaluate, you're not really going to stay on top of. And so uh, we've created a, a tool called Evaluation Toolbox. It's forms, questionnaires, all kind of things that will, uh, I think that you should be asking and evaluating. There's some great teaching and stuff on there. It's a great tool as well. But it's important that we also, knowing ourselves, we need to know our attitude. We need to guard our heart. You're the only one that can control your heart. You know what? You'll never lead others if you cannot lead yourself. And so not only is it important that we know God, not only is it important that we know our family, but you need to know yourself. You know, there's certain times that I know that when I'm tired, I just, you know, I just need to go rest. I need to do things. You must understand yourself. And um, those are a lot of tools that can help you. Uh, Strength finders, another great tool. The colors test, disc test. There are some great ones out there. But do anything that you can to understand you and understand those around you. In my Infuse group, one of the things that we start off with is doing a PEP test for all of the individuals that I am coaching, as well as their spouse, as well as their direct supervisor. And uh, one of the things that I really start coaching them on and infuse is how to communicate in a way that people can receive that information. You know, if uh, you work for an earth or if you are an earth, then one of the things you want to hear and they want to hear is details. Uh, if you're a fire, you just want the points and you want to see results and get the meeting over with and get to work. Uh, again, wind just wants to have a good time. Uh, they don't care how long it takes to talk about it and do some of those things. In fact, they'd rather talk than work. But by understanding the people that we work with and the people that we live with and also understanding ourselves, it helps us to be able to be better communicators. And so, again, it's important that you know yourself. The fourth uh, relationship that's so important, if you're going to be the leader God wants you to be, you must know your leader. You know what? We exist to help those that God has called us to serve. Again, uh, when I read about Moses, uh, as long as his hand was up and the guys were helping and keeping his hands up, uh, then Joshua was winning the battle. And so many times, um, the way things are now, if that story was told today, Moses uh, 
would, uh, you know, first of all, uh, make sure there was child care for the two guys that went up there with him. Uh, he would uh, make sure that there was food and, and everything was planned. Uh, rather than him having a rock and somebody uh, holding him up, uh, some of those things would have to be done for those that were up there for him. But that's not how the story goes. And I want you to understand something. We exist to serve our leader. And so I put some questions here in your notes. What's your pastor's heart and his vision? If you, I have found that if I, the people that I have served, if I have helped them see their dreams come to pass, all my dreams will come to pass in the process. What's your pastor, your leader's philosophy of ministry? Know their leadership style. Model your pastor. You know, Jesus said something that's powerful. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Could that be said of those that we represent as well? If you've seen us, you've seen them. It's important that we understand our leader and know what they're wanting um, to get from us and see from us. And that relationship, if you'll guard it, it will help you go a long, long way. The fifth relationship that's so important is you've got to know your team. Uh, now, I want you to see something. Staff is kind of like a chain. You're only as strong as your weakest link. And some of you say, I wish I had some paid staff. Listen, long before I had paid staff, I ran my volunteers like they were paid. And so it doesn't matter if your staff is paid or not uh, paid. The important thing is that you start with the structure that you need to have. Uh, any place where ministry is happening alone, that's a place for you to develop depth and bring someone alongside. Uh, when I'm looking at structure, there's two things I want to see. Is it a growth structure or a maintenance structure? You know, when you're 70 to 80% full, in America, you're full. You know, a seven-passenger minivan will hold five Americans. And so I want you to see something. If you want to hold more than five on a regular basis, you're going to have to get another minivan or a bigger vehicle. And so I want you to see that in all of our structure, it's important where anywhere there's a, uh, a maintenance structure, you've got to change it and turn it into a growth structure or you're not going to continue to grow. At the same time, identify not only positions, but also the gifts and skills required. Because when you start putting the right people on the bus in the right seats, you'll build a team that you've dreamed about having your entire life. And the question is, do you have those right people in the right place? Do you have a plan to enlarge their abilities? You know what? It doesn't matter what shape you find them in. The important is what shape you leave them in. And so it's important that we understand, you know, when Mr. Excellence came and talked to Moses, uh, he told him, listen, doing the job alone is wearing you out and it's wearing the people out. And he told him, you're still going to have to do the hard things, but you need to find people who can represent you in different areas. And so you need to look at those that are captains of 50, those that are captains of 10, those that are captains of a hundred, 500, a thousand, and, and, uh, Look at their gifts and their skills that are required and put these people in the right place and help enlarge their abilities. Now, listen to me. One of the problems and one of the pitfalls that a lot of people have in leading staff is they make all of their meetings informational. And you've got to have some skill sets. You've got to have some training where people's skills are enlarged and added to. And uh, you can't... Uh, 
one of the things I try to do, if I can put information in paper, I'm going to put it on paper. And then when we get all together, I'm going to go pass information and make sure people have uh, the teaching and the training and the skills uh, that they need to understand. All right. Number six, you need to know key influencers. Uh, you know, in every church, there are families who uh, are, pow- are, are power brokers. There are people that have been major influencers. They're leaders in the community. There's leaders in the church. There's people that's been there a long way. And you need to look and see who these people are. And you need to find as many of those folks as you can plug in to your ministry to help, that makes a huge difference. Know who the key influencers in your congregation are. At the same time, what about their kids? Are they plugged in your ministry and go after them? You say, well, I'm not going to treat anybody special. Listen to me. Uh, You cannot read Maxwell and listen to some of those early teachings and not see that key influencers made a huge difference in how you lead, and they will help you lead. And they will improve your leadership as you rely on these things. But know the key influencers. Uh, go over your, your uh, worker base and see who of the workers that you have are major influencers within the children's ministry and develop a deep relationship with them. The same thing with kids and the same thing within the church in large. Uh, find out who these folks are and spend some time with them, all right? Number seven, know your workers and and their kids as well. Uh, show yourself friendly to the people that you lead. Uh, you know, one of the things that, that I try to do is to not only be in the children's lives that I lead uh, as a children's pastor, but also it's important that I spend time with workers. Show yourself friendly to everyone you come in contact with. Learn how to listen. People don't care what you know until they know that you care. And so you're going to have to be one that spends time with people and let them know that I care about you. This morning, I was about 30 to 45 minutes late going to work because one of my key leaders uh, was just needing prayer and needing some attention. You know what? There was nothing that I had going on that was more important than praying with this worker and helping them because they um, are a tremendous asset to what we do. We could not do what we do with our four, fifth, and sixth graders without this person. They are a key leader. And so I was spending some time with them, just letting her know things were going to be all right. And, and uh, you know, as we got off the phone, then I emailed her uh, uh, later and found out what was going on. And she was giving me updates uh, by email. But I want you to see something. It's important that you let people know Uh, that you care about them. One of the reasons I have a close relationship with this particular person is that I started showing up at, uh, I started seeing some of the things that she was doing at her church and what a blessing her and her husband were. And so I started showing up at her son's football games and sitting with them and watching them. And uh, to me, uh, whether it's the workers that I lead or the kids that I'm working with, I want to spend every available time that I can with them, letting them know that I appreciate them and uh, building that relationship. And so having that relationship with the kids that you minister to and the workers that you minister to, and again, uh, those that 
put in extra time. I want to put in extra time with their kids as well because, uh, again, uh, they are sowing seeds, and uh, I want to help be a blessing to them as well. Number eight, know other leaders and network with others to grow and learn. You know what? One of the wonderful things that I have loved about my Infuse Mentoring Group is it's caused me to get to know some people in an intimate way that I would never know. And uh, you know what? I am so thankful uh, for the people that God has placed in my life, and this is what I know. Iron sharpeth iron. There's some great ways that you can network. Uh, Twitter is a great way. If you're on Twitter, I hope you're following me. Uh, Twitter dot com slash Jim Weidman and uh, all together. And so again, uh, I hope you're you're looking at what uh, I'm doing here lately. I've been so busy. I hadn't been Twitter and I've just been working. Uh, but again, uh, cmconnect.org is one of my favorite places online as well as facebook.com. About to run out of, they're, they're telling me on Facebook I can only have just a few more friends. Then I guess I'm going to uh, have to get a fan page or just not mess with it anymore. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I read uh, read blogs on my uh, blog. Uh, there's a whole list of people that I read, and there's some great ones out there. Uh, again, anybody that um, you can get their email address or make a phone appointment with them, do that. When you go to conferences, hang out, um, make you know, contact folks before the conference and set up appointments to spend time with them. And then the radical concept is actually uh, keep those appointments and spend time with them. And so, again, I always have the conference within a conference. But one of the best ways I know to grow is to come to a conference ready with some questions for uh, some particular individuals that you know you want to learn from and go after it. That's what's been so great about Infuse and some of the things that we're doing, uh, like Day Trip, uh, where people can just come and get some questions answered. Again, it's one of the best ways I know to learn. So eight relationships here that are very important. And whether or not you're going to be the leader you need to be uh, really has to do with where you are on these eight relationships. And so, again, you say, Jim, where in the world do I start? Well, you start on your face in prayer and just saying, Lord Jesus, show me, point to me the areas on these relationships that aren't where they need to be. And then, again, look at each one, spend some time and uh, evaluate uh, where you are in that relationship. You might want to grade yourself, give yourself an A, give yourself a C, give yourself an F. Uh, but again, it's important that you evaluate. And then also, it's important that you get in a habit of listening to others and uh, growing, uh, whether it's from your mentors, uh, other friends, uh, folks that you're ministering with, or folks even there on your team. But you're the only one that can make changes to yourself. Thanks for listening to the Club Leadership Podcast with Jim Weidman. To continue the conversation online, go to kidmancoach.com and click on the club group. For more information about Jim, his blog, books, and resources, as well as his infused coaching program, go to jimweidman.com. At Jim Weidman Ministries, we're committed to building strong leaders.